This is Community Radio, KVMR, FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Friday, August 26th. It's 6 p.m. and it's time for the KVMR Evening News. I'm Claudio Mendonça. When you hear the name Cal Poly, what do you think about? Maybe you think about the northernmost California State University, Cal Poly Humboldt. Or perhaps you think about science and engineering education. Well, how about equestrian sports? Tonight, the California Report explores one of the most successful collegiate rodeo programs in the country. After news and weather, Felton Pruitt talks to Paul Crowshar, drummer for Western swing band Cousin Cricket. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. For the second year in a row, Governor Gavin Newsom says he will not support a bill that would have given farm workers in California more options and better protections when unionizing. This comes as thousands of people were expected to show up at the state capitol today in support of the bill. In a statement to the Fresno Bee, the governor's office said that while Newsom supports expanding opportunities for farm workers to organize and vote in union elections, the proposal was missing critical provisions to protect the integrity of the election process. The bill would have allowed farm workers to choose if they want to vote at a physical location or vote by mailing or dropping off a representation ballot card to the Agricultural Labor Relations Board office. Union officials said they hoped this legislation would make it easier for farm workers to vote in union elections without fear of intimidation from employers. In what's believed to be a first in this country, the Orange County city of Anaheim has formally recognized part of the city as an Arab-American cultural district. The California Report's Keith Mizuguchi has the details. In a nearly unanimous vote this week, the Anaheim City Council has designated an area of Brookhurst Street as Little Arabia, a name that many locals have already used for years. The Arab-American community has been pushing for this designation since the early 2000s. Rashad al-Dabag, founder of the Arab-American Civic Council, says this will help uplift and honor the community. I'm an immigrant who used to commute to Anaheim because Little Arabia was home away from home for me before I moved to Anaheim. I'm attached to this place. Little Arabia is where I found community. It's where I work where I shop, dine, hang out with friends. And in fact, it's where I met my uh, wife six years ago. Council members also voted to conduct a study of the Brookhurst Corridor to explore the potential boundaries of the designation and what needs to be done to improve the area. For The California Report, I'm Keith Mizuguchi. Support for The California Report comes from Silicon Valley Community Foundation, Supporting KQED reporting on early childhood policies and practices around the state. Learn more at siliconvalleycf.org. Stanford Healthcare, alerting listeners to the critical blood shortage in the area. Now's the time to donate blood and make a difference. StanfordBloodCenter.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute. Coming this fall, the launch of research vessel FALCOR-2, advancing the frontiers of ocean science and exploration, on the web at schmidtocean.org. 
Think college athletics and likely football, basketball, and volleyball come to mind. But Cal Poly San Luis Obispo on the Central Coast is home to one of the most successful collegiate rodeo programs in the country. It holds 45 national titles. KCBX reporter Gabriela Fernandez went to find out what it takes to be an award-winning rider on the program. It's still dawn, but Cal Poly Slow's rodeo stadium is already buzzing. The team is practicing roping. The aroma of manure fills the air as rows of stadium seats encase a crisp dirt floor. I have been riding horses since I was way, way little. That's Grace Lee Speth, a grad student at Cal Poly. She has fond memories of her early days in the sport. I think my dad had me in one of those, you know, baby packs when I was about 18 months old on a horse. She grew up on a ranch in Bozeman, Montana, so this sport is deeply meaningful to her and her family. I mean, I grew up doing it. My heart is in agriculture and in horses. There's nothing better than having a horse as a companion. Her specialty for the Cal Poly team is breakaway roping. She says there's a whole history to it. Back in the old days and even today, ranchers rope their cattle and tie their legs together. Originally, it was meant to provide medical attention to the animals. Now, at rodeos, the technique is timed, and the goal is to rope in the cattle quickly, all while riding your horse. The dedication that these student athletes show is pretty amazing. Ben Londo is Cal Poly's rodeo coach. He's been with the team for almost a decade. Cal Poly's always been known for having a really strong team, especially a women's team. And this year, the team made it to nationals yet again. They competed in a variety of events, including breakaway roping, goat tying, and barrel racing. The competition took place in Casper, Wyoming this summer. Other colleges from California's Central Coast, including Cuesta College and Allen Hancock College, also competed to make it to nationals this year. The team did absolutely amazing. Our women's team ended up third in the nation. It was a tight race. The girls did an outstanding job. But not everyone feels positively about the sport. Throughout the years, Cal Poly's rodeo team has faced protesters. Local animal rights activists say they see the sport as inhumane and violent. Some places in California have banned rodeo. In a statement from Cal Poly Slow, a university spokesperson wrote that their rodeo program follows the guidelines from the Professional Cowboys Association when it comes to the welfare of livestock. The association's website lists dozens of rules and regulations ensuring the proper care and treatment of the animals. Grace Lee says protesters don't understand the sport. We love these animals so much that we would never hurt them. She says they have a team chant, they say, at the beginning of each practice. It's called the trail, and one of those lines in the trail is, we are Cal Poly Mustangs and we respect and care for each other and our animals. Speth graduated this year from Cal Poly with a master's degree in agriculture. This summer, in her final year writing for the school, she placed sixth in the nation for breakaway roping. For the California Report, I'm Gabriela Fernandez in San Luis Obispo.
rodeos and all. That's the California Report for Friday, August 26th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Brendan Willard, Chris Hoff, Jim Bennett, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Amanda Stupine and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our interim director of news is Key Sung. Our vice president of news is Ethan Tobin Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening and have a great weekend. The Union of Grass Valley reports that the League of Women Voters of Nevada County has decided not to proceed with the candidate form for Grass Valley City Council due to public safety concerns. Haven Caravelli, Matthew Coulter, and Hillary Hodge are running for two open seats. The article goes on to say that the League doesn't specifically state the safety concerns that led to the form's cancellation, but Matthew Coulter, one of the candidates, has noted during public comment at recent government meetings that some elected officials have restraining orders against him and is quoted as saying, It's probably about me and it's crap the way they're trying to shut down public comment. Adding moments later, I think they're just copping out because they don't want dissenting opinion. Nevada County Superior Court records show five restraining order requests have been filed against Coulter within the past 30 days. Now let's take a look at regional weather and current air quality, but first a brief note about AQI. AQI, or Air Quality Index, is an index set by the Environmental Protection Agency for communicating daily air quality using a scale of 0 to 500. The higher the AQI value, the greater the level of air pollution and the greater the health concern. For example, an AQI value of 50 or below represents good air quality, while an AQI value over 300 represents hazardous air quality. The values we share on our newscast are real-time values from sensors located in the communities we report on. We appreciate your emails and questions. KVMR News is here to serve you and will continue to shine a light on issues and matters that you need to know about. With that, let's look at Grass Valley and Nevada City. Tonight will be clear with a low around 63. Saturday will be sunny and warm with a high near 87 before cooling to a low around 59 degrees overnight. Sunny skies return on Sunday with a high near 86. The current AQI in Grass Valley and Nevada City is 31. Looking at Truckee and the Lake Tahoe area, tonight clear skies with a low around 48. Saturday will be sunny with a high near 79 and an overnight low of 41 degrees. On Sunday, the Truckee region will be sunny with a high near 80. The AQI in Truckee Tahoe is currently 24. For Sacramento and the surrounding valley, the low tonight will be around 59. Saturday will be sunny with a high near 88 and a low of 58. Sunday will be hot with a high near 90. Currently, the AQI in Sacramento is 37. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR.
Cousin Cricket has been delighting audiences with their take on classic country, swing, and rockabilly music for well over 30 years. Felton Pruitt spoke with their longtime drummer, Paul Krauschar. We're talking with Paul Krauschar. He's one of our local heroes in the music business. He's a drummer with the band Cousin Cricket. He has a local recording studio here, PSR Recording. But boy, Paul, you have such a history in music. We've got a lot to talk about. So uh, welcome. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Felton. So let's start off first. Of course, you're still drumming for Cousin Cricket, I assume. Yes. Yeah, we uh, do go out and play. We'll be at the uh, Wild Eye Pub coming up here in the beginning of September or somewhere. Okay. Uh, um, and a few other things. Um, yeah, I've been with those guys ever since I was in high school, which was almost 50 years ago was that with Uh, with ken and doug with kenny and doug yeah and the original guy michael shacker who was the songwriter front man kind of uh, main person at the time um they all were transplants from new york city and uh, my high school english teacher played piano for them his name is Greg, <laughs> Greg Wolf. Wow. And so I ended up, uh, I had jammed with Greg at the school a couple of times playing drums while he played piano. And uh, he took me to an audition. They needed a drummer. And, and I worked on and off for them for ever since. You've been touring with bands for years and years and years now. I know you've told me that you used to tour with bands like the Association, Numbers, Steel Breeze out of Sacramento. What was it like? What the Association was a pretty big band. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, I was really young. I was probably about maybe twenty-two or three, and of course, everybody was much older than me. I was just a hired gun. Um, What'd you play? What'd you play for them? I played drums. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was, I, I had been a music major in college and was studying, uh, music composition and theory. I was studying to be a composer and, you know, uh, I decided to quit and go be a rock star. <laughs> and here we are now living in, in Nevada County and you, you kind of accomplished your dream, your goal when you were in high school, huh? Actually, Yes. You know, I really did. I've been all over the world. I've played, you know, from little local bars when I was a teenager. I started playing at bars at 16. And then I've ended up playing for crowds of up to like 10,000. So I definitely got the vibe of what it was like to do that. And then you also, not only that, but I mean, I've hired you to be a sound guy at front of house, do front of house sound many times, and you have your own uh, recording studio as well, PSR Recording. Talk about that. Um, yeah, it was uh, a thing where I had been out on tour uh, in the Pacific, and that ended, this would have been mid-80s, and I came into a club here in town called Big Al's, which is where Lefty's restaurant is. All of that was opened up and there was a big main room with a stage and a big PA. That whole thing was a rock and roll club, believe it or not. And I ended up walking in there with my girlfriend and I knew the owners. They said, oh, hi, Paul. It's great to have you back in town, blah, blah, blah. You know anyone that would like to do our PA and lighting? Our guy is leaving. 
And I had a garage full of PA and lighting gear. <laughs> Coincidentally. <laughs> you know, that that I owned, but I never operated it. I had hired um, somebody else to be my sound and lighting people uh, when I was doing my own band. So at any rate, I said, yeah, I'm unemployed. I've got a whole bunch of equipment. Great, I'll take the job. And that's when I became an engineer all of a sudden. And I've been doing it ever since. It ended up being actually more preferable, especially after I was in my 30s. I wasn't so keen, although I did tour all the way into my 40s, well into my 40s. But during those in-between periods of touring, I worked at studios and uh, originally started working at Paul Emery's place. Uh, the Bennett House Studio. A legendary local place, yeah. Legendary place. Paul had, you know, heard me mix live sound, and then some of the people that w- would play at the club would comment on how much they liked the sound, and then I put them all together and became a recording engineer. Then I got lucky enough to work with Ken Allardyce on and off for different projects. He had he had worked for uh, Roger Hodgson of Supertramp for years, and he really knew the ropes in a studio. Um, he had worked under Jack Joseph Pugue, another well-known name in the industry. And so, and then I did as well. I was like the junior guy, and I started getting into that, and, they, and I learned an enormous amount. So um, later on, I got hired at another studio and another. And finally, I put my own studio together and started my own little record label called Parasite Records. And that's where the PSR comes in. It's if you do the Parasite.com, which was always and it was spelled P-A-R-A dash S-I-G-H-T, like Foresight. This was an underground label that I started with some friends, and uh, it did pretty well, actually. We did well for a while through the 90s, uh, late 80s and into the 90s. And then uh, ended up, uh, the last few things we poured out were three different uh, Shea Dillon CD releases. At this point, I'm kind of resurrecting it again. It's been dormant for years, and now I've opening up a band camp account and all that stuff. We're talking with Paul Kraschauer, local uh, musician and, of course, recordist. And we're talking about PSR recording. How can people get a hold of you? It's just uh, PSRrecording.com. You can go there and there's all the contacts and you can listen to music. And there's a lot of neat stuff in the listening room from things of... Local artists and not so local. There's a live recording of Michael Fronte and Spearhead at Folsom Prison I did years ago for KVMR. Yeah, with Sherry Schnook, I imagine. Yes, yes. That was really quite the event. So things like that. And then uh, there's also a link to uh, Ancient Wave Studios, uh, Saul and Elena's place. I also work out of that uh, venue for people who want that big late 70s studio vibe you know (laughs) and like my place is a little more uh, computer oriented although it's got everything anybody could ever want including a beautiful yamaha piano and things like that that i've acquired over the years 
And uh, so that's what I'm doing now. And uh, just finishing up a few mixes here this morning, as a matter of fact. Well, we're talking with Paul Kroshauer. Now, this coming Sunday, we're going to have a, uh, a get-together of uh, friends of Mikhail Graham. You want to speak about Mikhail for a second? Oh, yeah. That uh, broke my heart. Um, we went back all the way into high school. Um, he was a year older than me, and we had a bass player who was a well-known uh, guitar player, actually, of this town, uh, John Griffin. And he was a phenomenal guitar player, a little older than us. He'd been helping us out. He got a job in a much bigger band and moved on. And that band, for all the old people, is called Absalom. And at any rate, Mick came in to play bass for us. He said, hey, you know, I'll sit in and do this for you. And that's how we uh, ended up meeting, playing together. From that point, we started a band called Jacamar. And we played anywhere and everywhere. Uh, <laughs> And we actually were able to make a little living. We all lived in a band house together. We bought a little Ford Econoline van to drive around in with big giant tires in the back. It was hysterical. And uh, he and I had kept close ties over the years. Definitely uh, a brother, I would say. And so I miss him greatly. And, and I mean, we were working together all the way up until just recently, just a few months ago. So uh, great loss there. What a guy, uh, an amazing human being. Um, the things that he did for the community uh, were, were astounding for all the different causes. Uh, 10, 12 years ago, he threw a fundraiser for me at the Center for the Arts because I had health issues and lost my home and everything was going down the drain. Uh, and uh, he came along and raised a bunch of money and made it so that we could survive for a few months till I got back on my feet. So things like that are insanely special. That's Paul Kroshauer talking about Mikhail Graham here on KVMR. Paul, thank you for all your, your time and uh, all the work you've done in our community for all these years. Thanks so much. Um, if you see me around at the Center for the Arts doing shows or anything, Cousin Cricket, come up, say howdy. Love to talk to you. That's Paul Kroshauer. Thank you. Thanks, Felton. Bye-bye. That's our newscast for Friday, August 26th. KVMR is supported by you, our listeners, and by business supporters like 1849 Brewing Company. Brewing lagers, ales, IPAs, and stout. Offering a pub-style menu and wood-fired pizza, weekly live music, billiards, and an outdoor patio. Open daily at 11 on Sutton Way in Grass Valley. 1849 Brewing Co. Com. And the Nevada City Farmers Market. Saturdays, 8.30 a.m. to 1 p.m., Robinson Plaza and Union Street, now through mid-December. Featuring sustainably grown food from local farmers, crafts, artisanal offerings, and live music. EBT accepted. 
ncfarmersmarket.org. Thanks for listening. I'm Claudio Mendonça, wishing you a wonderful weekend. Join us right here on Monday at 6 p.m. for another edition of the KVMR Evening News.